0: Hello and welcome everyone back to the Hold for Hold Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Yes, you heard this correct. I am back. This is a long time coming. I mean, I think I said that when I first took my big hiatus and now I am. I just took another hiatus for a month and didn't say anything about it. Um, That's just the way I am sometimes. I'm not a big social media guy, uh, but I wanted to come back. I I feel really bad for leaving for a month, but as y'all would remember, if you guys can remember, I don't blame you if you do not, um, I had a big transition with my job um, that pays the bills, and it's kind of like fidd- fizzling out, I guess is the right term, um, I I didn't have a boss for a little while, so I took a lot of like responsibilities that I didn't normally do. And now I have, like, a boss that's that would have been above my boss. So it, it's, it's still, like, I still have those responsibilities. But at least I'm used to them now. And uh, I'm in a good pace with everything. So I felt a little more comfortable in my professional life. And so I was able to kind of dive back into wrestling in my free time. And, God, there's been so much that's happened since I left. I mean, when I left, the MJF stuff kind of reached its end. It was the pipe bomb promo that he dropped on dynamite. And then we haven't heard from sense. And honestly, we haven't heard of anything, uh, about that stuff since. So it's curious to see what happens with MJF, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting way too ahead of myself. Did I even do the bit where I talk about the headquarters is my cramped closet. Um, I guess, I guess I didn't, but it is still in my cramped closet. I'm still here. I'm like doing a lot to try to revamp the channel and try to revamp like this whole idea i had for hold for hold um, because as much as i like doing the podcast and i like talking about what's going on in the world of wrestling um it's it's the format i haven't really enjoyed it the kind of the recaps of everything from monday night raw to uh i think rampage you know like the full week of wrestling I don't know. I would love to hear y'all's feedback about that. Like, do y'all care about the match-to-match results and the promos that are cut in between and stuff like that? Like, because it takes a lot of time, but also a lot of it is skippable, I will say. Like, uh, a lot of uh, wrestling programming, unfortunately, is pretty skippable because it's based on a lot of repetition, especially in WWE's case where they, you know, they purposely repeat storyline points so that way you know just in case you missed it last week you got it this week I guess that's what they do because it's pretty it seems pretty purposeful uh in their repetition AEW is a little bit different but there's still a lot of fluff in AEW that I don't feel is very necessary I, like I said I wanted to bring you the best of pro wrestling and you know reporting on fluff isn't the best Um uh, but so that being said I'm, I'm working on stuff i want to start streaming on twitch as well i have my ps4 i've been really enjoying wwe 2k 22 um which it was a little bit of a surprise to me because i really loved 2k 19 and i like put uh way too many hours into it um creating the universe mode and all these other things but um i'm really enjoying 2k 22 i like the gm mode i like the my rise and i i I don't like universe mode as much on this, mostly because it's the combat system that I don't like. It's just too shoot heavy. I wish I had a little more control over it. But if I start streaming, I don't think I'd do a universe mode quite off the bat. Um I am looking into doing a, a GM mode like a gauntlet series. That would be really fun. And then doing a My Rise in between. But I am getting ahead of myself. The technology stuff to be able to stream is so tedious and I've been working on it all week and I still have failed. Um, Even before recording this, I was testing out if I could run a stream and it's just looking hard. So, you know, I'm working with what I got. But yeah, overall though, for the brand, for Hold For Hold, for bringing you guys like the best content I, I'm really looking at what I like to do, and trying to incorporate it here more. Um, things that brought me back into wrestling, especially, and things that kept me engaged. Um, video games is that thing, you know. I I watch some people play Two K Fifteen, and that's how I kind of dove back into wrestling. Um, but also like archival stuff, I really enjoy going back in time, especially watching like old ECW pay-per-views, even WCW pay-per-views, um, where technical wrestling kind of like, uh, not, not, not was birth, but you know what I mean? Like in, in a major sense in the mainstream, seeing really cool technical wrestling back then is kind of inspiring and I really enjoy it. Um, And that's another thing that just kept me engaged uh, throughout high school was being able to go through that massive archive that was the WWE Network now on Peacock, unfortunately. Uh, So, you know, I'm really trying out here. I have a lot of these little scattered ideas that I really wish I could bring to you guys in a more um, put together manner. Um, But for now, you're stuck with this hodgepodge a little bit of a mess but i hope you guys still enjoy it i still i mean i enjoyed talking to you guys about pro wrestling whether it's current or old or whatever it's just you know i want to make this the best experience for everyone and um so that's all i'm looking into i am officially announcing i'm bringing back the weekly podcast it will be moved to thursday i'll be recording it thursday night and then uploading it for you guys and you guys will see in your feeds early friday morning um this just works out better for me. I work from home on Thursdays and Fridays now and so that commute is no more, so I can literally just hop into my closet and start recording. Um rather than on Tuesdays where I would record after a commute and my brain was kinda just Ugh. so I think this is gonna just be a better system for us overall. Um but yeah uh, let's let's get into the news man. I think that's enough of this channel update. So let's just recap though please follow the twitter at hold for hold follow the instagram at hold for hold and um, that's where you can really get some updates from me um, even just sporadic as they are uh, me commentating on what's going on in wrestling at the moment and also finding really funny stuff and uh but yeah i'll announce tonight on the twitter that the podcast is back and you know we're back for a weekly thing Um, thanks to the like five or six of you guys that listen every week it it really means a lot Um, I would be scared to talk in front of five or six people to be honest so to me it seems it's like a big deal so I like it I like it a lot Um, anyways into actual pro wrestling news Um, I'm sure you guys have heard all about it this is the wildest time period in in wWE history, I would say, I think this beats the steroid trial in in the way that it's actually caused action already, um, whereas the steroid trial, you know, it kind of it influenced things, but it didn't do this one thing. And this one thing is oust Vince McMahon as CEO. Um, if you if you somehow don't know, Vince McMahon was caught giving hush money for. Not only consensual affairs, but seemingly and allegedly um, non consensual sexual encounters with staff um, from paralegals to referees and probably wrestlers, God knows. Um, but yeah, this is a really messy situation that's frankly gross, but not. I think there's a quote like, mis, misuse of power or something like that misuse of power comes at no surprise and yeah this is a this is not a surprise but what is a surprise is that Vince McMahon did have to step down as CEO he quote-unquote willingly stepped down and his daughter Stephanie McMahon who on my last episode we talked about the possibility that she was fired and ousted from WWE by her own dad um, now had to be brought back in to save face for the company seemingly so Stephanie Mann is the acting CEO. John Laurinaitis, who's been kind of uh, not complicit, but, you know, seen like an accessory to these crimes, um, he's been ousted as well. So now Bruce Pritchard is taking over his responsibilities along with the roles that Bruce Pritchard already has. So I'm sure that guy is just crazy busy right now. Um, but yeah, there seems to be like new NDAs coming out every week and they're getting grosser and grosser. And I'm sure we're going to get more. And, um, yeah, it's a bad situation. I don't, I mean, it's just rough. I don't like talking about it. I don't like Vince McMahon. And, uh, WWE's entire, like, company image has been really stained by this. And, uh, yeah, it's bad. I, even when my dad is asking me, like, what's going on with this? That's how I know it's bad. Like, that's not good. Um, and then the worst part of it, probably Titus O'Neil's promo on Raw. That was just... Uh, that was just infuriating, to be honest. Um, Tahis O'Neal had to give like a... Uh, Wrestling is a safe space for people to get away from race, politics, and religion. Even th- And I think people tweeted out like uh, that quote of race, politics, and religions and then put pictures of like the Booker T, Triple H storyline, Vince McMahon versus God. And then I think like the Hillary Clinton impersonator... Stuff. I, I mean, it's just so hypocritical, so hypocritical. And uh, poor Tyus o'neill for having to deliver that. Man, I hope I, I hope that he doesn't genuinely feel this way. Like he, I hope he's not behind the scenes sticking up for Vince McMahon in this. I don't think he is. He seems like a really good dude and just caught in a shit situation. So, uh, kudos to him for being a professional and just having to go out there and give it his all. Um but yeah, on that note, man, there's not much else, like thankfully there's not much else in the news. Um we're still having a bunch of injuries in AEW, but you know, they're on their road to recovery. Cody Rhodes has given some light about his recovery. Basically he said that they won't tell him how long he should be expecting to be out because they know he'll try to beat it. And um I thought that was really funny and kind of seems to me he'll be back before the rumble or at the rumble, perhaps. Uh, which is going to be a weird thing, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, this this episode, I forgot to mention this in the intro, um, now that we've kind of finished with the news portion of this, I am not going to talk about any show in particular because honestly, I think that would be a little weird now that jumping in and jumping out like that. So let's just talk about the major storylines that are going on and that have continued to happen throughout my hiatus and that could be like a good refresher for both of us okay so let's talk about the a storyline roman reigns uh he needed a new challenger right i mean this is man i'm even just like thinking about it it's not making me happy so roman reigns he seemingly was going to face off with rk bro this summer that's what all signs are pointing to. Yeah, Matt Riddle lined up. Then hopefully Randy Orton would come back and you get Orton Roman for a SummerSlam. That seemed to have fallen through maybe because of health reasons with Randy. Whatever the case may be, we have Roman versus Brock again in a last man standing match. <sighs> the, the levels of just, I don't want to watch it, man. I really don't that's honest to god truth i was really disappointed with the wrestlemania match i thought that was their moment to have a real match and have some real drama sucked into this feud and hopefully blow it off and be done with it but now we're back at it and it's going to be a finisher fest it's going to be chaotic and it'll probably be pretty fun in that sense probably see some table spots And, you know, Roman will win with the spear. That's going to be fun. Right. But it's just not juicy. It's not engrossing. I don't care. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. Nothing. They're not going to be able to sell me anything else on this, you know, and that's kind of just sucks. because I don't like having that outlook. I like to tune into wrestling for, you know, for me to be like, oh, okay, what's going to happen this week? what i like there to be a progression of story and there isn't none um i think all their side stories around there well not all of them but i think the side stories around the bloodline uh that include Zayn are really fun and um i've been enjoying that a lot but this main a story i'm bored with it and it it's you know it's time to move on from this need to build somebody up to get a new challenger and i thought they were doing a pretty decent job with riddle building him up to be that guy for for him to feud with and then i mean you always got drew mcintyre in the wings there or sheamus um so yeah i mean i guess it's just a reliable matchup and i understand they got tickets to sell because they undersold for their original plans for uh, money in the bank and had to move arenas so they don't want to risk that again so they're doing the safe choice and I get it but it's just not exciting. Um they are trying to pump excitement with Austin Theory's money in the bank. Um I don't think yeah I left before. So money in the bank happened we had Liv Morgan and Austin Theory win their respective uh briefcases. Austin Theory holding on to his. Um he's he's not a good choice. I'll just be honest, I love Austin Theory think he has a lot of potential but this money in the bank especially the way they've been booking money in the bank winners it's just not gonna work out this is giving mivs vibes big time um i don't like it it's uh it's whiny it's annoying heel it's he lose a lot heel it's just not gonna work i mean you cannot build a heel that way um the crowd doesn't seem to care they're wetting him and his promos it's just not a good look he's not credible he's already calling a shot he's going to cash in after Roman and Brock I very much doubt that's going to happen but we'll talk about that later um so yeah overall though not enjoying this Austin Theory thing um next up though continuing with the bloodline we have the Usos and the Street Profits they've been having pretty decent feud this summer that culminated with a really good match at Money in the Bank um but Montez Ford his shoulder was like up from the mat he didn't kick out but his shoulder was up during the pins so it's it's building to this match at SummerSlam I think this match is going to be really good a lot of people are hoping for a Montez Ford uh, turn or a breakup from the Street Profits I don't see it happening at SummerSlam but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened on Monday Night Raw after um, and I wouldn't be shocked that they have Angelo Dawkins go heel they always make the wrong decision on those nowadays and the correct decision would be to have montez go heel you have your true Shawn michaels moment uh you know Shawn michaels turning heel on mari Janetti. um you can have that true moment with montez but they're probably going to do it the opposite way and that's going to kind of kill the excitement people have for this potential breakup uh but we'll see i mean you never know um montez ford though jacked absolutely jacked right now and he he's got everything He truly does have everything you need. Um, They just need to put some decent creative. And I mean decent. Not even great. Just decent creative behind him. And he'll be a star. Um, I also believe that Angelo Dawkins has a lot of potential too. Like he's a really good wrestler. His physique has been really toned. And uh, he's like a lean, mean machine right now. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him do a singles run. I buy him as a credible Uh, united states champion to be honest i i wouldn't mind that um but then switching gears here staying on monday night raw we have bianca and becky continuing on their feud for what's been like a year and this has been the most consistent good feud in wwe in my opinion this entire year this entire 2021 to 2022 bit um hopefully we get the right decision at Summerslam. we get a 22nd Uh, victory for Bianca redeeming herself from last year and I think that's kind of where this is headed they've been referencing it a lot Um, but yeah Bianca versus Becky has been great Becky's doing career work right now just absolutely great work with her like hitting rock bottom and then skyrocketing up like she goes through these manic phases and it's really good it's really good work Um, but I want to see her really hit rock bottom get desperate have to you know, really scratch and claw her way back to the title. I think that'd be a lot of fun for everyone involved. Um, next up we have Liv Morgan's cash in. This is a weird one. So I don't like baby faces doing the opportunistic cash in. I think it's, it cheapens their victory, but I understand that it pops the crowd, right? It's a big moment. Liv Morgan won her money in the bank, um, briefcase. I think the first match of the night on that pay-per-view and then she cashed in on Ronda after Ronda and uh, Natalia had a a pretty decent match really good match Um, and so Liv cashes in she wins from Ronda which was a bit of a surprise honestly but you know now she has to have the rematch with Ronda and the crowd loves Liv Morgan and honestly so do I I think she's been pretty decent in this role. I think she's been good for a little bit here. Um, I didn't used to be a huge fan of hers. I didn't see it before, and now I definitely do. I understand it now. Um, and so, oh, I don't know. This needs to be a legitimate moment for her coming up at SummerSlam, or else this title reign's going to feel weak. She has to win in a good manner, which is a big ask because I don't think Ronda's really lost clean that often you know I think only Charlotte has beat her one-on-one I know she was in that triple threat at Mania uh in the, the one that you know main evented Mania um but still this is gonna be a huge moment and I don't know if WWE is gonna give it to her to be honest but I'd be here for it um now it's kind of like uh let's just talk about possibly the worst thing going on in WWE right now Um, other than the Vince thing, of course, but in kayfabe, in storyline, my least favorite thing, and I feel so sad having to talk about this, it's the Mysterios and Judgment Day, but it's specifically just Judgment Day. This iteration, they kicked out Edge, cool, fine, they added Finn Balor, cool, fine, but oh my god, no, it doesn't work, it really doesn't. I think they were going to build the group more around Rhea Ripley And so they're still kind of acting like they have a... uh, uh, They're like a chicken with its head cut off. They're running around, but they have nothing leading them. Um, And I don't like it. It's aimless. And the worst, the biggest travesty of this entire story has been Finn Balor having to wear pants and a kerchief sticking out of his back pocket. I hate this look. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of Finn Balor's thighs, and why are they trying to hide them from me? I don't like this. Um, but yeah, they're going to have a match with the Mysterios at SummerSlam. Oh yeah, Logan Paul's there now too. And it, like three people who don't watch wrestling in any form or sense, they, they saw that Logan Paul's on there. And you could tell the, like, the, the judgment that's passed on from that, from them telling me, um, did you see Logan Paul's in WWE now? And I'm like, yeah, but he's just going to be there part-time. He's going to be there for probably four times a year, right? And they're like, they can't really differentiate, so they don't understand, but there's a lot of shame going on in that sentence that I have to utter in my defense of watching this. And I mean, uh, it's just embarrassing. But whatever, it's Logan Paul. He'll fight The Miz. At least it gets The Miz into... I don't know, something, I, you know, it's just, I don't even want to see the Miz at this point either. It's not a good, good time on that. Um, yeah, next I was kind of going to talk about what to expect at SummerSlam, but I pretty much ran through everything that I had here. The only thing that I didn't touch on that could potentially happen at SummerSlam, which I think it will, I just don't know where, is Bailey's return. Um, there's been a lot of speculation that she's been healthy for a little while now. And Sean Ross Sapp reported, I think this week, that Bailey seems to be penciled in for a return at SummerSlam. Um, that's going to be cool. That's going to be well needed. I think it'll add a lot of life to the women's division, especially if Rhonda's kind of taking the bow out. If she does, in fact, take the bow out. Um, that's where I think I'd like to see Bailey is against Liv. I think she's a credible... First feud for Liv Morgan kind of what she did for Bianca I want her to do for Liv Morgan and I think it would work um, and then you can switch Bailey over to Raw and have her have a stellar feud with Bianca and possibly even beat her for the title it, it can be great um, Bailey is great I know she's going to come back and be cheered but I would advise keeping her a heel I think that heel persona is really good and face Bailey got lost in the shuffle a little too often. Um, but yeah, uh, closing things out on WWE. That was kind of like the major recap, the big refresher for WWE. Um, I've been seeing some NXT 2.0. I hate it. I really hate it. I know y'all have heard me go on this tangent before. But God, I hate it. It's so bad. It's The wrestling's fine. You know, they're getting better. They're doing okay. I see the Diamond Mine has those brothers or something and they're doing good stuff. They did that deadlift powerbomb or deadlift uh suplex like off the seated position, which is impressive. Yet he did steal it from another from one of the new Japan strong guys uh who literally did it that week, but he did steal it, but still impressive nonetheless. Speaking of which, there's like things going around. This guy named Razor Wing, he's claiming that A-Kid stole his entire gear for this new gimmick they gave A-Kid, which I don't even want to talk about because I liked A-Kid so much in NXT UK. I really thought A-Kid was going to be the next NXT UK champion. Now that's definitely out the window. Um, So yeah, they are just doing atrocious things over there on NXT 2.0. And if you like it, good for you it's just never going to be for me i'm sorry um but anyways wrap that up put in a bow let's talk aew aew is not doing that great either guys um at least from what i'm seeing i don't know it's it's a lot of transition period because of all the injuries they are definitely just trying to get through this period so that way they can bring back their big stars and it feel big again um, but definitely the MVP of this entire like bit here has been Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is gold. Eddie Kingston is a main eventer. I want him immediately in the title picture when CM Punk comes back. Um, he's just been great, just absolutely great. Moxley, he's he's the interim world champion. I didn't talk about Forbidden Door yet, but uh, Forbidden Door happened. Uh, I watched the show live. I enjoyed myself. Yet. Uh, I don't know it, it still felt lacking but that's not really their fault there were so many injuries and then uh, like even some Japanese talent couldn't make it either so a lot of changes happened to that card but for everything that changed we still had a really good card um, and it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun I might watch the next I think All Out is next I might go watch that in the movie theater next to me um, so that'd be a lot of fun too because I think I don't know I watching at home one it buffered so much it was getting on my last nerve but you know being around fans is the real experience of pro wrestling and since it was just me on my couch and hogging the tv for like six hours you know I kind of felt bad so might go watch that movie there but anyways at forbidden door John Moxley defeated Tanahashi for the interim AEW world championship in a stellar match really good match um, but now he's kind of just the interim world champion. He doesn't have an, uh, a really good story right now. Um, even his work with the Blackpool Combat Club versus Jericho Appreciation Society, that just felt like he was helping his buddy Eddie out. You know, it wasn't a John Moxley story. Uh, so I, I really hope they can find something for him coming up. They haven't pointed towards anything really. Um, I'm recording this right before Death Before Dishonor, So Claudio is having a match there. So everyone, Claudio and Wheeler having a match there. So everyone's kind of busy. And I I need him to get busy. I need him to go find something. I don't know who he can really feud with is the problem. um, But uh, even still, I just want him to have some kind of good story. Because he's extremely over and he's fun to watch in the ring. I think he's even just like in ring this is the best John Moxley we've ever seen every single match of his is getting just better and better it's so much fun um but anyways someone who they AEW really did wrong uh, someone who Moxley could have been feuding with if they had done this right it's Wardlow Wardlow is in a tough spot right now he is he's the TNT champion But that crowd does not care about him like they used to. They made some big mistakes when he came back after that MJMF match and had a storyline with Mark Sterling and a bunch of security guards. While I thought it was cute, it did not help his momentum at all. Um, Yeah, this is... I don't know what they're going to do with him, to be honest. I don't know what they're going to do with the TNT title. It's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of looking bad right now for Wardlow. And I don't necessarily know how you help him. He needs to have some character work for sure. He needs another big story to help him out. Because doing these open challenges, while they're fun, they're not going to advance him back up to that main event spot that he kind of had for a second. Um, Another storyline that I think is kind of... Uh, well i'll just say it's perplexing for now the christian jungle boy the jungle express breakup you know christian turned on them on jungle boy specifically giving him a concerto putting him out of action um i really liked the turn i liked especially liked when he yelled at his mom in the crowd really liked that and i liked his promo the week after or whatever when he explained himself saying you know, again referencing the mom and referencing the battle royal and all this stuff. I liked his reason; I thought it was fine. I didn't necessarily like the the Lucha story, Luchasaurus stuff, and I really don't like it now from what just happened uh, yesterday on Dynamite. Um, but basically, getting Luchasaurus, you know, to turn by mentioning Marco Stunt. I think that's it was okay in the moment. I was like, all right, where is he going to go from this? and he didn't really follow it up, and I, I'm curious to hear why, you know, um, but now that he's just, like, insulting the Pillmans, it's the cheap heat stuff that MJF did that I really didn't like in the first place, just insulting Pillman's dad, uh, he insulted somebody else's dad, too, that I didn't, oh, Jungle Boy, see, so uh, Jungle Jack Perry's, and uh, yeah, I just stuff like that, I'm not a big fan of, and it didn't help him in the motivation, I understand it helps him get heat, with the crowds in the moment but after that it's it's not been my thing um i did like this heel luchasaurus i like the presentation for him i like him being an absolute monster but then now jungle boy just made his return and luchasaurus just stepped aside and let jungle boy try to you know concerto christian again seemingly just flip-flopping him like that kind of a big show style right there i i didn't like that i really didn't i think that you should have had to pry Luchasaurus away from Christian. Christian should have been like a parasite, like a leech. That Jungle Boy had to pry off of Luchasaurus physically. You know what I mean? Um, using some kind of good motivation. bring Harpening back to their past and stuff. Verbal communication. Not just standing at the end of the ramp and holding the chair. You know? Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Christian might have someone else be his muscle he's definitely gonna need another person at the least to make this an even fight but we'll see um the entire goal definitely is to get jungle boy over um but i think you could have done that in a more interesting way and build some more character with jungle boy um because i think that's the biggest thing he lacks is that defining personality because he has everything else in the ring he has the charisma he has great non-verbals but he needs that You know, he needs that dialogue, that way to really connect with fans. Um, But speaking of connecting with fans, they are not connecting with the women's division right now. This is a dead women's division that I am not happy about. They have just drained it of all of its heat since Thunder Rosa and Brett Baker's match. I feel like there hasn't been a defining moment for either champion. Uh, Athena's here in AEW and I think that's fantastic. Tony Storm's here. Ruby Soho, you have these just absolutely stellar talent, but you're not giving them real stories. Right now, the baddies are looking for a replacement baddie and it's like a Twitter thing. And while I find the promos entertaining, they're not they're not selling anything. They're not giving us a credible contender to Jake Cargill. They're kind of falling into the Roman Reigns problem. Of having this really dominant champion, but you haven't built anyone up to take it off her. There's no one that feels inevitable right now, and that's a problem. Um, but it's not the talent's fault. That talent, that roster is stacked, man. It's absolutely stacked. And there's so many people that we don't even see on a regular basis, like the bunny, Penelope Ford, and Julia Hart. Like they have so many people in the wings that they can do something with, and they just aren't. And that's really disappointing. Um, so, yeah, overall. AEW is in a weird place. It's it's great weekly wrestling, right? Like in ring it's stellar. It's the best wrestling on TV. But there's no t- stories that hook you back, you know? You can watch great wrestling almost anywhere nowadays. You need that A story to bring you back in. Um it's really giving like NXT 2019 2020 vibes. Um and I think they need to fix that. They need to stop relying on their big names to fix these problems. They need to you know get their creative in order and i think they have the potential to do that it's just they aren't they aren't doing it yet um but sticking with aew let's talk ring of honor obviously it's aew's new company that they own a lot of speculation about whether or not this is going to be become their like developmental company their version of nxt and um i wouldn't mind seeing it but they need to bring Again, they cannot follow the dynamite formula. They cannot do these uh, just standard men's matches, one women's match, and that's about it. Um, Ring of Honor should feel like its own organic thing that is just connected to AEW. Uh, And I think that's how you can make it the best version of it. Even if you are treating it like developmental, which let's be honest, the roster that they have on Ring of Honor right now, they are not developmental talent these are mostly vets you know so just give them a place to shine and they're gonna do that but let's talk death before this honor this is coming up this saturday um i will be at a birthday party during the day but i'm hoping to catch it at night i'm gonna be tired but i'm still gonna have fun and watch it um let's go through. I'm going to give my predictions. It's kind of a boring prediction. There's not many matches on the card, and I kind of think they're pretty straightforward, but we're in for a really good night of wrestling. Um, let's start off with the ROH Pure Championship. Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. Sports entertaining versus pure pro wrestling in a pure match. I really think Yuta is going to retain this, um, but having Garcia win is interesting. Having him claim to be a sports entertainer and a pro wrestler at the same time is more compelling than just Wheeler Yuta being a good pro wrestler, you know, and him having to learn how to win that title back could be a really fun story, but I'm sticking with Yuta here. I don't think they're going to do anything too drastic with that title just yet. Next up, we have the Ring of Honor Television Championship Samojo taking on Jay Lethal. I think Joe's winning this no issues. Um, I don't think they care about having Jay Lethal look a little weak here. Um, because overall, I think this story is just kind of a filler one. And Jay Lethal will probably move on to the world title scene. Um, his crew, Sanam Singh, and um, God, I forgot that. I forget the big guy's name. But I think his crew are going to do other things. I don't think they're going to be in the title scenes anytime soon um after this though we have the ring of honor women's world championship mercedes martinez taking on serena Deeb. this is gonna be a banger it's gonna be an absolute banger i wouldn't mind seeing serena Deeb take this but mercedes martinez i think has only had two defenses with this title if that uh so she kind of needs you know to win so she's she's gonna win but this will be a really good match um next we have we thought we were gonna get lee moriarty versus gresham but that happened on rampage and so now we're getting claudio Castagnoli taking on jonathan gresham who's now part of Tolly branches Tolly blanchard enterprises um so he's heel this is gonna be fun but Claudio's definitely walking away with that title they need a big name to carry this brand uh into like their hopefully a tv deal or something um so claudio definitely that guy it's unfortunate for gresham because i don't really know where he's gonna go from here especially with just turning heel, but I think Gresham, as a heel, has a lot of potential. A lot, lot of potential. I can honestly see him going and facing Wardlow or Pac uh, for the All-Atlantic title. That's a title I didn't even talk about because they haven't really done anything with it, Um, but yeah, Claudio's bringing this one home. Finally, what I would want to main event, but Ring of Honor is probably not going to have this main event because AEW never has any other match but the world title main event. But the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships 2 out of 3 falls match. It's FTR, Dax Harwood, and Cash Wheeler taking on the Briscoes. Mark and Jay Briscoes, their brothers. Um, this is going to be stellar. Uh, their first match at uh, Supercar of Honor, correct? Their match at Supercar of Honor was and still is one of my matches of the year. Might be number one. I have to go and do my research, but this match could top it. If we all remember DIY versus FTR and, uh, American Alpha versus FTR, I think American Alpha had, had the one, the two out of three falls match at TakeOver Toronto or something. It was one of the first matches I watched coming back into wrestling. And I was just absolutely blown away. I couldn't believe that tag team wrestling can be like this. Um, and I think we're going to get that same feeling. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be good, fun. I'm excited for this. This is, this could be a match of the year um definitely it's going to be match of the card oh that was a lot guys that was a lot to run through let's close it up with the new japan g1 predictions that i have um technically some of the matches have already happened but my predictions haven't changed since i first looked at the bracket Um, i have okada winning bracket a and i have j winning bracket b or block b sorry uh and them facing off and then we got naito winning uh, block C versus Osprey winning block D and those two will face off so in my finals I have Will Osprey and Okada and I think Will Osprey is going to win it I think well this is Will's G1 I know that this is Naito has been saying that this could be his last G1 and I don't know I don't see them giving it to Naito but they, they could I'm really uneducated I don't watch that much um, or at all and most of my news comes from Twitter. So God knows how accurate that is. I just kind of see Will Osprey winning the G1. So that's kind of my, uh, my professional take on that. Um, so yeah, guys, I'm wrapping this episode up. I think this was a fun comeback episode. I missed you guys a lot. Like, I know I can't see you or know who you are at all. But um, at the least, I miss being in my closet because I forgot how cramped it was and uh i forgot the giddy i get from like oh it's time to go upload this and i'm already feeling that so yeah you guys you guys have a good night guys be safe you know out there um take care of yourselves and i'll i'll talk to you guys in the next one bye you guys peace